Hi, I'm Jamie Lee Curtis serving you Fishy Over 40 in True Lies. Condé Nasty. I would like to thank both Cecily Tyson and Cloris Leachman for hanging on until both 2021 and after the inauguration because they knew we couldn't take any more in 2020. You're queens and we will miss you. It's Ursula the Sea Bitch. And this is Reading Drag Race, the show where we talk about whatever we want. But mostly RuPaul's Drag Race. Hi, Ursula. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, spent most of the weekend lightly high and uh, what more can you ask for? Yes, I may or may not have partic- participated in an edible too many art therapy prompts and a lot of time with my husband thus far this weekend. And so how ready I am to recap and review this is a little tenuous, but we'll let's dive right in. Um, <laughs> this week, we have a return guest, a very good friend of ours, and the third penguin in the thruple at the Shed Aquarium. Please welcome Valkyrie. Splish splash. How are both of you? Uh, <laughs> Surviving quarantine, it's getting worse because the end is now in sight. Like, the next four months are going to feel longer than the last ten, and that's a very weird place to be. But other than that, I'm fine. (laughs) I'm very impressed that you've been able to go beyond just coupling up in quarantine. Good for you. You you win the gold medal. (laughs) If it's worth doing, it's it's worth doing the best. I I can tell. Uh, Yeah, no, uh, I'm doing well, all things considered. I, I am... Very curious how this discussion will go, because this was, I think, on Twitter, a particularly tense episode amongst the fandom. There's some heat. Things yeah. got hot. They did. So I was, earlier this week, I had texted both of you. I was super excited to watch this just based on the first eight minutes, because I do find Candy Muse's um, extreme arrogance very off-putting. Um, and I found the tension in that eight-minute clip they released early with Tamisha kind of calling her out, simmering her down, exciting, because I thought it was foreshadowing going into a ball that Tamisha would win and maybe put Candy in her place a little bit. I also feel like Candy Muse, if Candy Muse reacted to the word arrogant in a way that's like, well, either you don't know what the word arrogant means and it's just like a bad word in your mind, so you're popping off, or you... uh Oh wait, no that that's from Untucked. Never mind. I'm I'm. We can still talk. We can still talk about Untucked is fair game. No, no. Some if I had to, if I were a betting cephalopod, it would be that um, someone, a relationship in Candy Muse's life went catastrophically bad because the other person said they were arrogant. The way Candy reacted to that word, that was a trigger. Like that, you stepped on a raw nerve somewhere in Candy Muse's psyche, and that conversation left all realms of rationality. Like you know, when you're having an argument, and you can like feel it become unhinged from the subject of the argument, where you're now just in the physical hyper state of arguing. They Candy Muse got right there. So what the word arrogant hit something hard inside Candy Muse. I think the word arrogant is really loaded in a lot of like urban communities fair Uh, fair and i don't think she even knows what that word means or she is the least self-aware person in the history of humanity (laughs) one or the other um but i was excited to see that little intro i was hoping this episode would go differently than it did i was hoping candy would get a little um attitude check oh and that to me she'll she'll get one from me when we get to the looks (laughs) yeah yeah, I, I agree, because Candy just comes off as so hypocritical. 
in this Left episode right. where it's like yeah. what she is doing to Elliot, which I think is very much bullying at this point, is very similar to what uh, I not similar because I don't think Tamisha is bullying Candy, but I feel like Tamisha's taken opportunities to call Candy out on specific things. And oh, then, absolutely. In a similar way that Candy's taken opportunities to attack Elliot. And I feel like if yeah. Elliot reacted to Candy the way Candy's reacting to Tamisha, it would be a, comp- like, Candy would just go off and, like, not understand how to take it. And it's like... I agree. We're seeing you in the same episodes play two sides of the same coin and in both instances telling the other people they're wrong for how they're reacting. Yeah, yes. I was getting notes of like silky nutmeg ganache, just a hint of Absolutely. that flavor. Absolutely, but silky's more <laughs> self-aware than Candy is. Uh, That's the thing. Candy Muse to me is making Silky look good by comparison. That's a because I whew, I think there I'm were sit with that for a minute. <laughs> there were more more moments where Silky was entertaining. In and in the work she was very loud. Like loud, so it's like I. With Candy, I'm just getting loud, and I'm not necessarily getting as funny as Silky did. And, and like, Candy's a good queen. I would love to go see Candy live. I think she kills at what she kills. She's just a weird contestant on Drag Race and hasn't figured that piece out yet. And so, like, Hmm. I don't like Candy as a Drag Drag Race contestant, but I would love to go pay money and see Candy live. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I, I agree with that. I couldn't have said that better myself. I also do think there's always that contingent of Drag Race fan who loved 90s talk, like trashy talk shows, who loved early aughts, early reality TV messiness, who's like, untucked his back whenever there's a fight. And I am deeply not that person. I am the opposite of that person. I do not want any of that nonsense. But I'm very excited for the people who are looking for early reality TV drama in their untucked that they will have an untucked yeah i'm, I'm that they want this candy. year i will avoid it like the fucking plague but like there's a there's a section of the viewership that wants exactly that yeah I, i'm slotting candy muse into like an argument on ricky lake and it really sinks up mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the most iconic episodes level yeah. argument on ricky lake like that's where we are <laughs> yeah. which by the way so we dove right in and, and dealt with that I do want to pause and ask ask Valkyrie, what are you thinking of this season thus far? It's been a lot. And a lot in like, what, this is the fifth episode where it's like gaggy premiere, then like second, third episodes were a double runway, musical number, another runway. And then, then all the queens come together, which having 13 of them just seemed overwhelming on that first runway. Um, And now it's a ball where it's like, I... I'm a little like scatterbrained and it's like, I'm given so much information that it's so hard to process a a lot of it. And like, I'm excited. Like I look forward to this all week and it's like getting me through what's going to be the longest four months of my life. Um, But it's still, it's, it's just taking stock of what has happened so far. I'm just like, this is a lot. I agree with that. I agree with that. I have enjoyed it. I enjoy that eliminations didn't start till I was emotionally invested in everyone on some level because it's very much affected my viewership of it. Whereas historically, like season nine, I feel like I was sort of slowly falling in love with a lot of the cast and I was really uninvested in a lot of the early departures where now I feel 
way more invested in all of these people. Uh, even if I think some of them are like too green or out of their league, I'm still I still care. So I feel like the one benefit of all that a lot at the top for me has been that. But I am a little like I wonder if there's a way to get that with maybe two episodes instead of three. After that tense moment, RuPaul comes in for a uh, dress up like a baby mini challenge, which Lala re wins by twerking while dressed as a baby. I never want to relive or remember this again. Is there anything about it that any of you want to discuss? Um, because I was under the influence, it made me laugh a little bit more than I think it would have had I been uh, not high. But I, I, I appreciate the point of this mini challenge, which is can you let go of your... Uh, can, can you be absurd with abandon? Rue wants to see you throw yourself into this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, that was some real visuals that will haunt me. <laughs> I agree. I feel like there's a, a very small portion of the viewership that enjoyed it a lot in a way that I'd never want to understand. Um, I was so excited when this was in the preview because I was like, you're going to get some really busted baby looks and you're going to get people who are like, for some unknown reason, really good at being a baby which like elliot with two t's was disturbingly accurate and i loved it but i was overall disappointed because i i wanted there to be a little more of a point like it was just like go be a baby and i was like that i don't know what i'm judging or what you're supposed to do and i was hoping it'd be like you're gonna have to sell mama Roo's butt plug rattle or you're gonna have to sell mama Roo's uh milking nipple or like i love where your brain goes with this information <laughs> go on oh my god i'm dying that, that's amazing and terrifying and amazing like, um, and, which i was like there's so many things that i was like or like here's some weird mama Roo's poppers baby food or whatever but it's like you didn't go there you just said i want you to crawl like, around on the yeah, floor baby and, dance party and it, it seemed wasted, uh, and I wanted something so much more totally bizarre than what it was. And it was like, okay, great. That was a minute of my life I can't get back. That really was pointless. I love your very thorough response, too. It didn't really do much for me either, but I had hope. It, that was... Thank you. We should have you on everything. Um, so, Lala wins, which doesn't actually have much much consequence for this maxi challenge it's a gift certificate of some kind and then they get into the ball first category being uh what is it mixed bag mixed they bag. all are able to do some punny runway that involves the word bag which is the most divergent category yeah um, and then it was money bags which is like rich bitch eleganza basically yeah and then which is honestly there's that's the thing they repeat the most and is the least interesting. I really wish that this show got a lot more unapologetic about, like, we had a great runway prompt in season five and we're just doing it again eight years later. Like, we don't care. Well, that category uh, got really weird, too, because, like, I got in the mindset this was, like, CEO, executive realness category, which, like, realness is a ball category category yeah right and, and like they set me up to be like this middle category is a realness category um and this they never say that word they just say money bags so like i was half like disappointed because i was like some of these don't make sense and then upon like going back and watching it again it's just money bags which then still none of the looks really hit for me so i was like overly disappointed because some took it literally realness and did something very boring 
and others took it more money bagsy trying to get creative which then like didn't seem to fit the category either so like this was like the worst of all of the three categories yeah uh i was i'm gonna save more of this for when we get to tamisha's looks but yeah it, feel, it feels like this was like for especially for a specifically a ball not a runway yeah realness totally category and some queens took it that way and it did not work it was like they didn't get like if the category were realness they would have been praised more for doing it like it's just yeah it was kind of weird um and then the last category is a diy look made out of bags um while carrying the most ham-fisted product placement I have ever seen. I never thought I would find a guy who would make the absolute vodka guy look charismatic by comparison. That was ridiculous. <laughs> it was also the kind of thing where it was like, doing the extra large version of that was worse. Nobody's going to buy that bag because of the oversized one you made for the drag queens to carry. If you were yeah. going to do it, it should have just been the bag. It looked super awkward for them to carry while trying to like, give a look because you really have to balance something that fucking long yeah but so, like the whole point of those bags too is that you can design it yourself and add whatever embellishments and they did not let the queens do that and said here's random bags pick one that works best with your outfit is what yeah. i'm assuming because some of them i'm like that came out of le like simone's yeah. pink outfit with that avocado green bag there's no way yeah. simone designed that and picked that herself to go with that outfit yeah and what was I the agree. elliot's ones and zeros is that a binary message is the bag calling for help what is happening what that was joey j joey j is a programmer so i'm sure it meant something oh okay but oh, that didn't come off from the look um <laughs> I, are, I know <laughs> we are so organized today <laughs> um yeah so there's uh chaos in the workroom Lala Ree does not know how to sew. Lala Ree has Utica come over and very astutely explain the sewing machine to her. Lala Ree very aggressively and intentionally just says, yeah, yeah, and ignores and takes none of the help. You know me when it comes to queens entering this workroom who cannot thread a fucking bobbin and have no idea how to stitch a garment who are just hoping they can survive the sewing challenge. The fact that Lala Ree showed up in that state had somebody fully explained how to use the machine to her and intentionally ignored them just to tape bags to a corset and hope to survive. As far as I'm concerned, I don't give a fuck about Lala Ri as a contender anymore. She has no business being here. Like, to me, that's like, you're dead to me. You're dead to me. Um, I did not... I liked Lala Ri prior to that. I do not like Lala Ri anymore. That's fucking bullshit. Like, somebody else who cares could have taken your spot. It... It hurt because, like, Utica was giving me Minnesota grandmother. Like, oh, totally. Was great. Totally. my childhood from Minnesota, I was like, I know exactly who that person is. And it was so loving and nurturing. And for Lollary to completely ignore that was so hard. And I was just like... When it's information she really needs right now. Yes. She's making literally no effort. No effort. Like, yeah, even the tiniest bit of, well, let me write this down or try, because she's not going to learn it in one lesson. That's not how it's going to go. But you can at least get a little far. No, I. She made a point to try to literally absorb no information from that, yeah. like aggressively, which I was very bothered by. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I go with Katya on this. Like, 
who the fuck do you think you are walking? How dare you walk into that workroom not knowing how to thread thread a sewing machine and like run a stitch? Like, what are you doing here? Well, um, why are you even sitting at a sewing machine? Go get a fucking hot glue gun and exactly. know your skill level. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways, that's me. I I know I'm extreme on this front, but it really bothers me. It bothered me. Um, and then Simone being very concerned because she couldn't sew. I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit expecting to see Simone having like a full GG good run. So it was interesting to see her be in the position of Gigi's mother was a theatrical costume designer. Simone doesn't know how to sew and she's just kind of figuring it out. Um, came together, but we'll get there. Um, any other thoughts from the workroom discussions? Oh, we did have the Tamisha Lalari drag mother daughter moment. Yeah, the, the, the drag acquaintance moment. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. It's like, I feel like the internet lied to me. Yeah, they made it look like, like, she wasn't her drag. She's her drag mother i'm making air quotes with my fingers she put her in drag her first time right but that that was like it you like yeah that that, that, yeah that okay yeah i was expecting something way more interesting so whatever yeah (laughs) i feel like if you haven't talked to them in over five years you lose the title of drag mother yeah you're not being a mother if you were if that was a biological mother who abandoned her kid for five years that woman has no right calling herself mother anymore i i i relate the same to drag if you're not nurturing supporting they're not your drag child anymore yeah it's okay. yeah like i would I, I wouldn't have even even if i talked to them every day but my role in their drag was to put them in drag the first time and that was it i still wouldn't say drag mother even if i saw them every day and we were close friends i'd be like i'm the person who got you up in drag the first time I'm not gonna define. I get your point, and I'm not. I'm. I will say you are right in this instance. I'm. I'm not gonna define that relationship for other people. I think there have been people where it's like for a month she really helped me, whatever, and then she actually was moving to literally the other side of the country. But whenever we see each other, yada yada yada, and after that, I didn't need any help with corsets or contouring or whatever. Like that's a relationship for you to define, but I get it. This is not exactly a mother daughter drag relationship for sure. We're all in agreement there. Yeah. Anyways, uh, anything else from the workroom you guys want to discuss? Me neither. Okay. So do we want to take us to the runway? Um, so the first category is mixed bag. Wait, 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 which wait, wait. Is... Can we just talk about Nicole Byer before we oh, get into yeah. the runway? For sure. And her giving me full rainbow, oh no, strawberry shortcake's best friend chocolate pudding in that outfit. Oh, yeah. You know what? Knowing her, that was probably intentional. It, I, that wig, I like. She should wear that every day. I love that wig. Yeah, that she looks, looks adorable. Amazing. Like she's so happy and fun, and just a beacon of light in a dark and terrifying time. Like, there's a reason I listen to like all eight, like eight out of nine of that woman's podcasts because she's just a joy. <laughs> I, I agree with that. She's um, one of the few people that I will watch things just because she's in it. It's like her and Julianne Moore. I'm like, so I don't care what it is. I'm going to watch it because I love you. Um, including all nine of her podcasts. Yeah. And Rue's look this week, it's like the, it's like my least favorite look so far, but it's still a very good look. It's That's exactly my sentiment. Like, I loved her looks this season. This is a good and serviceable look that doesn't move me, which is not at all shade. Like, yeah. it's just my least favorite this season. Yeah. So, Hersula, what was your favorite look, or what were your thoughts from this runway? My favorite 
Hmm. I I liked Rosé's a lot. Like, it's the most inter. It's like, it's a good look. It's funny, and I think it's like the most personality she's had uh, all season. I agree. She moved to the United States when she was ten. She's in that. Um, she's in that Gillian Anderson age range of I authentically have an American and a British accent. Yeah, and I gotta say, she should use that fucking Scottish accent all the fucking time. I've never laughed harder at her than when she was whipping that out. Like everything she said was gold. I agree. I liked Simone's a lot. Just it's it's one of those. This is like the scrambled eggs of drag. It's like such simple, basic drag, but it was executed so flawlessly that it just, I loved it. And popping the balloons at the end was gold for me. That was the perfect button on that routine. I like Tamisha's. They read her for being too simple, but I think it's what we were talking about earlier. Tamisha interpreted a ball challenge as having this strain of realness, and I think she delivered. Like, she gave a well-acted perfectly tailored executed look and it's not like the flashiest draggiest thing but i don't think that's what she was going for so it did it for me i i get that i loved utica's look i thought it did such a good job of being both high fashion and like a comic gag valkyrie what did you think of this runway um i enjoyed utica's my favorite was denali's because i think that really had the camp value a lot more than some of the other looks and like just was fun and she acted it out and like killed that runway with it um but yeah th- there were a lot of really strong contenders but that one raised above for me yeah i did strongly dislike um joey j's like ivy bag uh just because it felt like it was falling apart for not a good reason yeah um, and it did feel like if she said poison ivy bag, they would have been like two puns in one. Brilliant. Which, on, to be honest, when I look at it, I do feel like the costume designer was thinking that. Yeah. And I feel like she talked herself into this is actually a terrible runway. But that's me. I actually, I, my least favorite was Tina Burner's. And did, yeah, I did not like that I, one. I'm at totally all. judging her on different criteria because she's positioned herself as funny, campy queen, and like nothing about this was. I expected so much more from her, and this just hit on none of the levels. The outfit looked bad. Why are there bottles taped to the bottom of, of your dress? You can't act drunk. Like nothing hit, and I was like, this, this that wig is sh- terrible. Peg Bundy had better wigs. Thank you for that. Um. Yeah, no, I I agree. I didn't like candies. I don't know why. I thought it was... Like, it feels like not responsive. Like, it feels like she was really trying to shoehorn this look into bag of tricks. What's with the cat on it? I don't... This doesn't read magician to me. It reads like cigarette girl from a 30s screwball comedy. Um, So I just... I did not respond to this look. I think it did what it needed to do. And it was uh, well performed as she walked down the runway the bag turning into a cape was fun for me it's also a rabbit not a cat there we go now thank you now i see the collar i can i'm a big enough woman to admit when i'm wrong now i see it because when she turned around she has a little rabbit tail ah there we go well that's not just like a fart cloud (laughs) yeah i i will say this is again and like i've seen candy do amazing looks but this this look has no shape and I think that's my biggest complaint about it. 
um, is that like, I like the idea. I like the execution, but like, there's no waste there. There's no, it's not giving me anything more than a really nice magician's outfit. I, I get your point. I feel like it's serviceable middle of the pack for me. Um, but it feels like she got it at like a, like, it's like a nicer Halloween costume that you can buy in a bag a little bit. Yeah. I could be wrong about that. Um, but yeah. Are anything else on this runway? Do we want to move on? Did, did you guys see Kimura's mixed bag look that she posted to Instagram? No. No, I, what was it? I, I read it. I saw it on I saw it on Twitter, but I didn't look at the look yet. What was it? I think hers is my overall favorite. Uh, she was going to go as a douchebag. There we and go. And she had oh a, like a latex suit with this very structured skirt to give like the bulb uh, of it. And then she had a hat with blue feathers coming out of the top. Like it was water shooting out of it. Go see it. If you have not looked at it, it's on her Instagram. You should follow her anyways. Um, yeah. Amazing. I mean, I stand by my say what you want about Kimura Hall. Like, she is able to have a real impact on this runway stage. You can call her a look queen, but she's one of the best we've had. Like, she really knew what she was doing. Oh, that's... Oh, my God. That's amazing. Oh, God. <laughs> Next, we have the money bags category. Valkyrie, what did you think? Like I said before, this was overall kind of a disappointing category for me. I, I will say my favorite um, serving some fried chicken realness was Elliot with two T's. Totally giving me Colonel Sanders' granddaughter vibes taking over the, the, the company. It was fun. It looked like she was a, a CEO, had money, like checked all the boxes for me where... I think there was different interpretations that made this a cat- hard category for me to judge, but um, this one said money to me. Air of a fast food franchise. I liked it, but it's... Looking at all of Elliot's looks tonight, I think they do age her a little. Like, you know, uh, Kanye Nasty, you've made that joke that she looks like the, the evil stepmother from a 90s Lifetime movie, and I agree. An Olsen twins movie. Thank you. Thank Yes. Um... But I, I, I think all of her looks tend to age her to that what to that age now. Like, um, it, it maybe it's just how maybe it's the makeup and hair choices. But it always makes her look twenty years older than she is, and that's fine. It's just that's like the only face she serves. So that's like my one kind of soft critique over her looks. But I do agree, this is very well executed. I think she looks like the type of actress who got those roles in the '90s, who was cat, who was like thirty-two cast as a 42 year old yeah like i don't think she actually looks older i just think she looks like an archetype that was very ingrained when we were coming up yeah yeah. and that's just what she looks like in drag makeup and i think it would require a lot of cosmeceuticals to get her to not look that way in drag okay that's that's not like i just i think there are two actresses she actually looks like who got all of those roles (laughs) but that's me i Thought Joey J's was bad, but I do like that he has such a butch queen realness, lipstick lesbian kind of concept of Joey J as a drag queen. And that's what he really wants to do. And I thought it was like too simple and underwhelming for the runway, but I like the look and the confidence that he serves when he does that short hair look. Um, I thought Lala Reese was very good. Oh, I love uh, Lala Reese. Favorite yeah, favorite I was such a bitch at the top of this episode because she absolutely did a, a horrible pet peeve of mine to the worst extent possible, and I am unreasonable about it. But 
That look was fierce. Oh, it was amazing. Like, uh, like her face was luminous and that print was a, uh, everything. Yeah. No, I, I think that and her lips, obviously that and her lip sync are what saved her from an otherwise whew, terrible, terrible yeah. look. And then I was just going to say, Gottmik was my fave and Candy Muse was absolutely terrible. Yeah, Candy's was terrible. Candy's was terrible. Terrible. Yes. Um, my favorite was was uh, Utica's. It, it, the wig makes her look like Christine Baranski. So if you're going to give me like Chicago by way of Christine Baranski, you know I'm going to like pee myself a little with joy. So um, God, I'm looking at these stills to have opinions about these looks. And the purse is just like this black hole in every one of these photos. Why do they think they need to be oversized to make so men can carry them like what (laughs) it was really poor decision making i will say this i do think tamisha aman intentionally was like i have accessories in this green so i'm gonna wear this look and make the bag match to my look on the runway and i think the judges gave her literally zero credit for making the look work very well and highlight the product oh yeah no she which is a skill yeah i like tamisha's look personally i know it's not like a winning look i know it's not like a top 10 look but there's something about it that's just like this is like a well done thing executed by a master and i like yeah. that basis it's very competent she is at worst middle of the pack and was judged extremely unfairly this week agreed uh we will get believe me we will get into it I do want to talk about Rosé's look because I know of your love of the film, our mutual love of the film Big Business starring Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin as mismatched sets of twins separated at birth. And I love a good callback. I I did clock this as the Bette Midler look from Big Business. Oh, yeah. Um, I question if it's iconic enough to stand alone. Like, when this walked the runway, I literally thought to myself, well, you kind of need Utica coming out as Lily Tomlin right now. Which, by the way, in this spate of videos all the queens are doing together, if Rosé and Utica wanted to give me, like, a drag reinterpretation of big business, I will give you at least ten of my dollars for it. I completely agree. <laughs> um, are you a fan of the the movie Big Business, Valkyrie? Uh, I've seen it. I don't, like, I didn't okay. immediately clock the look uh, Okay. when it came out. I love it. It's, like, one of the two VHSs my grandmother had, and so I watched it at her home far too often as a child that and the sound of music she was set on making me a homosexual so yeah no i clocked that too valkyrie do you have any other thoughts from this runway i i i will say i acknowledge i am not that knowledgeable in fashion and i feel like there are some looks that i'm just missing a reference or whatnot because like i think got mixed looks good I, i i wasn't gagged over it like the judges were and i just like Simone's outfit, I just don't understand for this category. And, like, the, I, I don't understand the wig with that outfit, with the collar, totally obscuring the bottom of the wig. And the purse, and yes. The purse. No, I thought that was a bad choice. There were a lot of... I thought that was a bad choice. There were, I love Simone, but there were a lot of weird decisions in this one, and I'm just like, the outfit is beautiful. I don't understand the outfit for this category, and I just feel like I'm missing something. I feel like the outfit to me can be giving me um, futuristic sci-fi rich bitch in a fun way, given the texture and cut of it. I do feel like that was the wrong hair color and cut to go with that collar, especially if you're then adding sort of by force this avocado green purse to it. That to me where I was where I was like, what are you doing? 
Um, I think a sleek, blonde, like, slicked back look would have worked, or a bob, to, like, give a futuristic feel and not clash with the avocado purse so much. It was an odd choice yeah. to me. But I liked the the garment itself. Like, I liked what she was wearing in and of itself. Um, yeah, I'm, I'll say that. Um, Can I say, I didn't like Tina Burner's, and I think this look sums up everything that doesn't work for me about Tina Burner, where it's like, this should work. It's like big, voluminous, the houndstooth. It's like, you need to have a di- you need to have one other hair color than that fire engine red. Something about the look was just kind of heavy and not, like, the look should, I should enjoy this more than I am. And I kind of thought that every time about Tina Burner's looks. Yeah, I just... I'm not drawn to her, which is why I feel like I always have that feeling. When she turned around and it was revealed that that was not a hat, but a weird visor with her back of her head sticking through it, I literally screamed no at the television. Like, there's no reason for that decision. Um, I don't know what you were going to pull out the top of that hat that didn't work, but like, no. I agree. Um, And with that, we move on to our final category, which is a DIY look of your own constructed from bags valkyrie what are your thoughts from this runway knowing that they only had bags which was very ham-fisted sponsorship (laughs) ball look uh i i think a lot of them did a really good job and got really creative um yeah hands down the best look is utica's like i don't think there's anyone that comes anywhere near it when i saw her grab the uh sleeping bags in the beginning i gasped and my husband looked very confused at, at what just happened that <laughs> enticed this uh, audible reaction out of me. And like, it, it, yeah, I'm in love with it. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I loved Got Mixed Looks. Um, for, for this runway, I, I wish that chess piece were a little more substantial. It's like, I, I needed something a little different than the leg. Like, it didn't quite balance for me, but it's still staggering interesting fashion editorial all of that i still liked utica's a little bit more even a a modest bit more i'm gonna be super picky about got mix and that her legs being a completely different color than the top half of her body drove me crazy um and i get it might be like cameras picking things up and in person it could be a perfect match but like right it looked like they took the top half of a barbie doll and put it on the bottom half of a gem doll Oh, I love that analogy. I, yeah, no, I see that. I, I was very impressed with what Utica was able to do. It really, I mean, I think it definitely, it made a statement. It feels high fashion. It's impressive that she was able to take sleeping bag material that still palpably looked like sleeping bag material. She didn't deconstruct it in any way and make it have like a cinched waist, but also still very much read as sleeping bag in yeah. a way that is like... Uh, frankly, I just didn't even think anybody could do that. So seeing her do that with such perfect proportions, um, what like was very impressive to me. I thought what Olivia Lux did with the bags was visually interesting. Yeah, I, I want to see that bolero on literally any other dress. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I thought Elliot did a good job in a way that showed me she knows how to sew, but it wasn't like an inspired idea yeah i i give olivia a lot more credit too because she took small bags and deconstructed multiple of them to create this look and multiple different bags whereas elliot's look looks great 
but she took a beanbag, which is basically a roll of fabric, and made a dress out of it. So yes. while I loved that look and she styled it great, I give her a little less credit just given the challenge she put forth for herself. And yeah. same critique for Tina's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought Joey J. I liked the idea of the look and how it was described. It was clear you don't know how to sew and you're bunching a little too much to hide your silhouette. Like, And it did feel a little like this would have worked with like a couple edits, but you obviously didn't know what you were doing, was my thought. I liked Denali's look a lot. Like, I think she did great work turning the smaller pieces into bigger pieces that felt like her textile. I want to, like... I like the idea for her face, but I, I think it works better in makeup than physical applique, especially around her eyes. It's just like, you just have a bunch of like chunky pebbles like glued to your face. And I think like you can't help but think back to Jinx's Dia de los Muertos look from season five. And it just looks better rendered in makeup than in the physical. Like it looks like she glued acrylic nails to her mouth. And I don't well, think Well, I works. think having a classic pretty beat and then gluing those on feels a little like it's not full fantasy. Yeah. Um I get why it worked for the look and it was good. It did feel like I'm not sure if doing classic pretty beat and then gluing that stuff onto you was the choice. Yeah. But it was still good. Like yeah, it was totally. obviously safe. Yeah. Oh, I will say I think Tamisha Aman fooled around and knows how to sew and was like, "Well, this would work and I can do these with this." And then w- by the end was like, "And now I'm putting it all together." And I do feel like with this final look, she needed to edit. She needed to make some choices. Not all of those colors went together all together. It, w- it was the peplum for me. See, to me there's multiple edits I could have done that it would have worked. Yeah. And for me it felt a little like she looked at everything and what she could do that would be visually interesting and then did it all and decided I am just wearing this all down the runway and I feel like she needed to look in the mirror and like edit it down. Um, that said, it wasn't it wasn't terrible by any stretch. Of the Certainly not. It's it's pretty. It has visual interest. It's exquisitely constructed. Um, yeah, for me, I would ha- swap swap out a skinnier neck thing of some like a necklace instead of a that goret. Um, and then yank the peplum, and I think that really would have worked. But... This might have honestly worked without the cuffs and the necklace. Like it might have looked more cohesive just yeah. without those big black jewelry pieces. Yeah. Um I, I think she did she made a really great top and a really great skirt that had no business being together. And I'll she give you that. like she had these great ideas but didn't think of the final outfit. Um and then she put them together and was like, oh wait, this is a hot mess. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna say I'm not sure that they couldn't have been tied together, but she did not tie successfully tie them together. Um and then we have the cartoonish train wreck that I do believe is the worst thing that has ever come down the runway on RuPaul's Drag Race. Lala Ree's bag look. Valkyrie, what did you think? I I have no words because that is not an outfit. Right, it's like it's hilarious. Like it's not even like they didn't even stay together as like a single piece on the front of the of the corset. It's it's hilariously bad. Um, it's yeah. I'm, you can't I'm struggling help to those think... who won't help your themselves. Like yeah. I've never seen a more more like ready example of you can't help those who refuse to help themselves. Yeah. To me, like Lalaurie refused to help herself this week. I it's so bad. I can't even describe how bad it is. Like and 
We'll get to this in a moment. There's literally nothing Lala Ree could have done if I was on that judge's panel to save her. There's nothing she could have done. I gotta say, Simone's was more successful than it had any right to be, given that it was just two pieces of fabric quickly wrapped around her body, but I can't deny that she sold it, and it looked clean. It did not look... It it looked very simple, but it did not look messy, which is usually also the downfall of the non-sewer in this challenge, and I respect where it's due. You literally wrapped yourself in two pieces of fabric, but you did make it fashion, so... I'm also going to say her styling choices help support her outfit so much more with the red and white bands in that giant ponytail. Like if she'd have made other choices, that would have just looked like you made a bikini really badly. But like she put a whole look together where I feel like Lala Ree said, I'm just going to tape a purse to my head and not try to do great hair or like make this better than what I could create and just went out on the runway naked. Yeah. What did you guys think of Candy Muse's look? Hated it. I love that wig, and I'm so sad that that wig got used on this outfit. Yeah, I I, agree. I will say, I love that wig is great. The outfit is... The the top was close to okay because it did look like actual transformation of material. She did nothing different. She she was like one modest step above Lala Ree because... She sewed a bunch of stuff to a pair of panties rather than glued stuff to a pair of panties. But it was still just, I stitched some bags to the underwear I'm wearing to kind of make a skirt. And That's true for both the bodice and the skirt, to yeah. be clear. I, I liked the, the top, like the zippers. I, I read them as fanny packs just because probably their boobs are fanny pack shapes. Um but but like uh, and there's there's the title of episode. <laughs> um like the zippers accentuated the the yeah. shape she was going for like it was like there was a good idea and outfit there. Even if it was wasn't executed as well as I would have liked, I liked where that top was going. The bottom was atrocious. And I think the interesting part of these backpacks were the straps and what you could have done with the straps. And she I completely ignored that. And I I was I wanted her to make like like a schoolgirl skirt out of the straps, like the pleated moving yeah, one yeah. that would go with that top really nicely. Um, I realize that's probably a very complicated procedure from someone who yeah. does not sew. But I'm, you're really uh, killing a lot of backpacks getting all those straps. Go on. <laughs> um, but it's like this was a great idea in the time it was executed poorly. Um, and she could have taken it so much further, which I, I think a lot of these I'm judging on. It's like, there is a good concept that you executed to some kind of degree in the time allotted that I would love to see what is this looks like after a week and a month of you like thinking the steward working on it. Because um, yeah. that could be an amazing look that you just didn't have the time to make amazing. Yeah. Was her makeup terrible or was that just me? I don't remember it looking terrible. Okay, maybe it was just me. I'm, I'm no, willing to... I, it, it was not good. Nor was her makeup last week good, and I don't know what's happening, but because I know she can paint. She's just making yeah. weird decisions with these outfits. Yeah. She seems too emotional to be in this environment. Like, this doesn't seem like an environment that is inclined to bring out the best in Candy Muse. 
Can I say I I liked Rosé's, even though it was technically also I am just stitching things onto things. I think this was the successful version because it had different shapes, different colors, different textures, and she sold it. When she spun... I wouldn't compare this to Candy Muses, and it was very well done, and it's visually interesting, and I like that it looked like an amusement park when she spun. Yeah, like she was wearing a flying saucer. Like, that was, like, I don't know, maybe... Did all she have to do was give me a Scottish accent and now I'm a Rosé stan? Is that all it took? Am I that simple? Apparently I am, because now I like Rosé. <laughs> no, this is a compelling look. I liked this a lot. Um, so let's just segue that to the tops and the bottoms. So the top three this week are Utica, Rosé, and Gottmik. Were these the right top three for you guys? Yeah. I'm I'm okay. hard-pressed to think of who I would swap out for who. I think that's that's the top three. I... I... Don't think Rosé is top three. I would have put Denali in the top three. Um, I lo- I liked her crash test dummy look the best. I loved the fingernail cigarette holder. Um, oh, that was good, yeah. And while there were things that could be tweaked with, with her bag look, I liked it better. And my big critique of Rosé's look is that there's no footage of her making those silver panties, and I don't know if she made those. And if she didn't... Happened then the bottom of her dress is literally a belt with purses on it, um, which would not fly and would not look as good if she didn't have that silver panty. And she could have made it, but I did not spot her sewing that together in the workroom. That's fair. Um, And that could tip it. If she, in fact, made that panty, yes, great. She deserved to be in the top three. (laughs) She was deconstructing a ton of silver material. My guess is that she, she might have had it, but she might have not. To me... I'm going to say that I also think, I do think Rosé belonged in the top three. I I like the big business reference because I obviously have nostalgia for it. And even though it's like simple and safe, I like it. And then I really liked her other two looks, including this one. Personally, I feel like for me, the thing is, this is somebody who knows how, when I deconstruct this, these materials, how it's going to all come together. So it might be simple and reliant on silver underwear, but it is a compelling and interesting look that is fun to watch move. I thought it was a smart choice, personally. Um, for me, Gottmik, I think Gottmik was good, but not great this runway. I know Gottmik won, but I would not have put Gottmik in the top three. Wow. Utica would have won, and Denali would have been in the top three with Rosé and Utica, for me. I agree. I was thrilled with a lot of what Gottmik was but I am questioning if I'm not holding Gottmik to a higher standard because they have shown amazing things and I expect and I feel like there was so much more they could have done with the the body bag look where it's like it like it could have been a- I was underwhelmed by it. Yeah, it like, well, it's like it's just this costume piece. I'm wearing a bodysuit with this interesting piece on it but that's it. Like she sold it and she her face looked great, but it's like, yeah, as a look, it's kind of like, oh, okay. Yes, and I've been, I really like Got Mick thus far as a contender, as a competitor on this series, though I'm a little like, your relationship with Candy Muse makes me question your taste. Um, but as, I've, I've loved the runways this week. I loved the, the one in the middle. The other two were fine for me. Mm-hmm. Not super impressive or exciting. This to me was not a Got, like to me, Gottmik didn't win this, um, but I do think Gottmik's previous runways were, like, you know, Beautiful, some of the yeah. best. We've already, like, some of the best this season, for sure. Top three, for sure. Okay, and the bottom three were 
uh, Joey J, Lollary, and Tamisha, and I would a thousand percent swap out Tamisha for Candy Muse. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm actually shocked to me. You can critique Tamisha's looks for being the definition of safe, but they were safe. They were not bottom three looks by any stretch. By any stretch of the fucking imagination. I am so irritated because I feel like she knows what she's doing. And I get that they want to keep Candy Muse for the reality TV drama. Like, I get it. But especially with that whole exchange at the top, I feel like Tamisha had no business in the bottom three. And... I cannot believe they put her there. Yeah. And that very much concerns me for what their intentions are long-term with her because she had no business in the bottom three. Yeah. I agree. I, I think these are the bottom three. I was half expecting the producers to pull a Lala versus Tamisha for the gag of it after they introduced mom-daughter storyline earlier. Um, yeah. In terms of the critiques, what do you think about the critique that Utica is mugging in a way like her her character is detracting from the how elevated her looks are did you agree with that i think that rue doesn't like weird quirky drag as much as a lot of people who actually go to drag shows that aren't about drag race do and i feel like utica has a specific quirky pov and she's very like her instagram is like got some description about her being minnesota's like flapping arm in the wind, whatever you call those things. Drag oh, the, the, the things outside car dealerships, yeah. And I feel like she has a very specific comedic POV and there's like a physicality to that. And to me, I like that she's so campy and funny and comedy while also being really long and high fashion. Like, I love that about her. But I definitely see that Rue and Michelle at this point are kind of conservative as far as drug drag... <laughs> reviewers are concerned and they're like you need to be more serious about the fashion i don't take it seriously if you don't take it seriously that's my view on that when i i, I watched the episode twice when i first watched it i thought like it's utica being utica it was fun it was great i took that comment with like a grain of salt of it just being yeah. picky rupaul and then i watched it again and like the looks are solid and those looks can stand on their own without the gag um, and I think especially the Miss Moneybags look, the like short black dress, like that dress, I think would have been more successful if she came out as a bitch. And, yeah. like, was I, I actually, I was just about and, to say that all said, I completely agree with you. Yeah. I think that look wasn't campy in it itself enough. And a power bitch vibe was what would have really been fun with it. Yeah. I don't think what she did was wrong. And I enjoyed what she did on the runway. But I think there are times where her goofiness does detract from what she is doing and it could be more successful in a more serious tone. But it's also, that's not Utica. Like I want right, right. to see goofy, fun Utica and like she did it how she wants to do it. And I enjoyed it like that way too. So I'm not going to fall. Yeah. No. Yeah. I agree. Um, I did love uh, Utica and uh, Kamora uh, tribute to Carol Burnett on their Instagram this week. That may that was one of those like moments that like, I understand it's not technically RuPaul's best friend race, but this season is really challenging that because apparently they're all friends or at least continue to choose to work together in this way. And it was also like nice that like you wouldn't normally connect Utica and Kamara Hall as having something in common. But then, of course, Carol Burnett, funny lady in a, in, a, in a Bob Mackie dress. So it's like it was one of those like there are those connections and overlaps and shared things if you look for them. And that just made me happy. I, I 
totally feel that. All right, so the bottom two are Joey J and Lala Ree. If Candy Muse were in that bottom three, I think I would have put her in the bottom two over Joey. Me too. Um, Lala Ree definitely deserved to be there. No questions asked. Um, the song was Iggy Azalea's Fancy. Maybe it was the edible I had taken, but did this lip sync feel like it took forever? Like, I don't know why. This lip sync felt like it had like three acts. Like I should have gotten up and gone to the lobby for a refreshment. I don't know. Just... I think they played like the full song this time and I don't think they always do that. Fair. And Okay. So it I... wasn't just me. It felt no. like it took a while. <laughs> no, definitely. And for me, I feel like we've seen Joey J dance confidently and I do think this is within her wheelhouse. She looked like she was afraid to go up against Lala Ree and defeated from the top. And you gotta sell it. You can't have that kind of energy. Right. It felt like Lala Ree did this thing and we knew she could do this thing. And for me, it felt like I was watching Joey J look so like a scared deer in the headlights the whole time that I was like, I know you can do this. And Lala's wearing that. So as long as it's a competent lip sync, they will send Lala Ree home and you will be safe. And I was just watching that thinking that and I was like, She's, like, at no point did Joey J regain her confidence on that stage. And it was very hard for me to watch because I liked Joey J and wanted Joey J to stay. Well, also, it's it's one of those... Lala Ree's lip sync was very good. I slightly disagree with it. It was, like, the best lip sync and the worst look. It was a very good lip sync and the worst look. But going into that lip sync, Lala Ree had to give that performance and Joey J had to give that performance for Lala to stay. I agree. I... I don't think Joey did as bad of a job <laughs> as it's been described. Yeah, she started Deer in Headlights. She turned out some really nice stuff and like performed that song well. But I I just think it seems more in Lalaurie's wheelhouse, and Lalaurie just ate that up. That it, yeah. like I don't think Joey's a good performer. I don't think Joey was ever going to touch what Lalaurie was going to do with that song. And I think if it was a different song, it'd be a different conversation. Um, but like, hands down, Lala Ree was the better lip syncer. Right. So I I think Lala, of the performances that were given to us with the song that was given to us, I think Lala Ree did do better enough to squeak into staying. It was Oh, close. I completely agree. Yeah. I am just an utterly unreasonable human being where... Everything about the way that Lala interacted with Utica and walking what is actually the worst look anybody's ever walked down this runway. There's literally nothing Lala could... Like, for me, it would have been a double elimination. Like, there's nothing Lala Ree could have done to a state I, if I was a judge. I not, not a thing. She could have cured cancer on stage in the middle of that lip sync. She wouldn't have stayed. <laughs> what I really wanted to have happen was RuPaul to not even have the lip sync and say, Lala Ree... You did not complete the challenge. You are disqualified. That is not a full garment, no matter how you look at that. Like, that maybe is a top. No, that's... Honey, that's exactly the tone I would have taken. Great lip sync. I wish you completed the challenge. You did not. Yeah. She... Like, Valerie should be... A, gone. like, you didn't even try. You didn't even try. I've never seen anybody so not even try on this show. There's nothing I can draw a parallel to. Like... There's nothing she could have done to save herself if I was on that judging panel. Not a damn thing. I I agree. Even with that great performance, I still think Lallery should be gone because of 
what else happened in in this episode. Yeah, and Joey did enough to for me to justify also, yeah. Joey's staying. Joe Joey completed three looks. Yeah, like that looked cute. They weren't the they weren't revolutionary, but yeah, I gotta say, I not only do I not think Tamisha should be in the bottom three, I yeah, I, I said yeah, Candy should have been the other half of that uh, of that of that lip sync. I I would take Joey J's weird diaper ivy bush over uninteresting bag of bones that I can't walk in. Any day. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. That annoyed the hell out of me because it's clear you literally glued them on haphazardly. Had you created like a literally boned corset or something, that would have been cute. But you literally just velcroed them on this dress. It looks like that. Yeah, that, yeah, that was. It, yeah, it wasn't like her her money bags look was staggering, but that that other the uh, mixed bag look was not great. No. So, uh, yeah, this was a. This was a this was a lot for this episode. I yeah I uh, I'm still like again it's like based on the episode I got did, did Lala redo enough to save herself and I think by the slimmest of margins she did but I certainly get the intellectual integrity of the argument that she should have just gone home maybe even without give, being given the opportunity to lip sync so <laughs> I get it yeah yeah no I mean. I have such like you're so much more generous than I am on this. This is like inexcusable. Um, but God, God 2020, 2021 really is weird. I'm the I'm the generous one. God, that that tastes weird in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, you can see my Catholic school upbringing and my take on this, <laughs> and Anyways. so many things. Um, All right, and with that, I think we've wrapped up this episode. Actually, Valkyrie, I do want to ask before we get going, who do you see in the top? maybe five of this season. Um, I see Utica, Denali, Simone, Gottmik. You can stop there if you're like, four feels good. Those are like my solid top four. I think that depending on performances, other like Rosé was the next one that came to mind. I think Olivia yeah. could, could yeah. rise up and surprise us. Like there's a few that could get better as the season goes on that I will fall in love with more. And there's a few that could just stumble and fall out. But um, yeah. That makes sense. And I 100% agree with that. Yeah, I, I would agree with that top four and your potential fifths. Yeah, uh, completely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening. Thank you, Valkyrie, for joining us. Uh, Ursula, always a treat. Such perfect co-host. Thank you so much. Aww. Please rate, review, and subscribe. That's it for this week. I've been Condé Nasty. I'm Ursula the Sea Bitch. Bye. Bye.